Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 101, Democracy My Ass. So the next thing that happened on the Cami front was she emailed me the script of Democracy My Ass and I got a chance to look at the part of Gerard. Turns out Gerard is the president's chief of staff and a conniving bastard who works with the Department of Justice to have all his wife's personal enemies declared domestic terrorists. <laughs> what a great part! I was kind of hoping she was at least half serious about getting me into this role. I was born to play some guy who sends a SWAT team to a bridge game. I could be Olivier's Richard III without the hump. Also, when I first got the script, I started reading it on the big monitor in the living room and the wife came by and started giving me some approving looks. So we had that camaraderie thing going again. We talked about the play and how it was a great part and how I met the artistic director Cameron, who is incidentally female, while shooting Little Round Jewish Hat. Huh, Junior said and smiled while I tried to figure out how to read the script on my phone. I smiled back at her and changed the subject to some bullshit family trivia. I didn't want to rub it in that I had a little synergy going. A little biz synergy that maybe I wouldn't have if I'd taken the tykes out to Chuck E. Cheese instead of being a producer on Little Round Jewish Hat a month earlier. So we talked small about the fam. Daddy was happy doing his actor thing. Mommy seemed happy doing her student thing, whatever that was, at the newbie school with her new pals, like Humburger Humburger, who loved her presentation. But I was definitely thinking she was learning her lesson about how much better it is to leave me alone sometimes. We had a great arrangement. Her time was hers, my time was mine, same with money, and we met in the middle for the kids. She had a birthday coming up soon, and I thought I'd give some serious consideration to eating her out that day. I figured I kind of owed her after missing last Christmas. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, Gerard was a great role, and acting in a play was a part of my life I could talk about with the wife. Cameron was a colleague who happened to be a chick who thought I was a tremendous actor. The cover story was locking in. Jesus. This time I'm going to get my cock in Cammy's cunt, I thought. I made the mental fist. Then I reread Democracy My Ass. I reread it a few times. But as I write this, it's been a long time since I even thought about Gerard. It was a great part. On paper. But I didn't get it. Fuck it. Of course not. You know as well as I do it wasn't about casting me. What the cunt was really doing was taunting me with her power as the artistic director of a theater company. A brick outhouse theater company in a city filled with brick outhouse theater companies, but a theater company nonetheless. A company that had parts, plays, directors, a company that hired actors, and, more importantly, theater sluts.
So even though it isn't going to change a damn thing, let me take you back to that steamy day when I strolled down to the Film Center Cafe at Midtown to meet professionally with the power-flaunting Poit and her smelly boy director. A boy whose face screamed snark. The kind of boy who holds the cup with both hands while sipping hot cocoa. I said a second ago it was steamy, and it was. I couldn't wait to get to the air conditioning. If you're from the city, you know what I mean. You're freezing all winter and begging the gods for some warmth and swearing you'll never need AC again. And then you remember humidity. Oh yeah, humidity made in large part from the vaporized sweat of nine million people, most of them incapable of rinsing, not to mention washing. And you're waiting in their stench under the sun and in the subway. You look around at them. You know who they are. They know who you are. They look back at you, tired, annoyed. Like they know you know they sweated into the air you're trying to breathe and they can't wait for you to try to make something out of it. Yeah, tell a cop I smothered you in sweat steam, you damn gig cackler. See what it gets you. You're at their mercy. And they're everywhere, perspiring their just-eaten burritos through their pores. That was the kind of day it was when I met Winthrop Urban. Yeah, Winthrop. When I strolled into the cafe, the two of them were already chuckling it up at the bar. They didn't see me, of course, and man, was I walking suave. She really should have seen it. I was wearing pants made of balls-tough denim, the kind that looks like you couldn't pound a nail through it and I was wearing plaid. Don't laugh. It was a great look. Lumberjack-esque. All that working out. It wasn't really giving me the biceps and the abs I wanted, but it had started giving me the chest and shoulders, so I was wearing that plaid shirt like it was my spare cock. Open to the third button. Sleeves rolled up to just under my elbow. Thick, veiny forearms. Utilitarian man shades, not quirky look at me, I'm eccentric harp shades. The script under my arm, a bottle of water in my gnarled man hand. I got a glimpse of myself in the mirror behind the bar as I strolled in. I was gorgeous. I looked like a cross between Clint Eastwood and some picture of Paul Bunyan I remember from grade school. I should have looked around the bar because swear to the God I might believe in, but who might actually be just a super intelligent alien. If there were other chicks in there looking my way, they were coming in their panties at the sight of me. I may never look that good again. In just a few days earlier in a more wintry outfit and dockers, I looked paunchy. Clearly, the universe had decided to give me some breaks on the day I met Cammy at the Film Center Cafe, but she never looked up. The cunt. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022, by Dan Wrench.